Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast once again. This is episode number 274, entitled, How Can You Make Your Website have a smaller carbon footprint. It was published on Thursday, the 14th of March, 2022. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and I'll be joined by our guest in just a few short minutes. But before then, a little bit of housekeeping, as we always do. First thing to say is, if you are interested in anything WP Builds, well, please head over to our website. It's at the fairly obvious URL, wpbuilds.com. You'll notice a menu at the top, and the links that I'd like to suggest that you look at are the subscribe link, first of all, wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Over there, you'll be able to find a couple of email lists that you can sign up for, one to be notified about the podcast when we produce it, and also to let you know about any deals that we find along the way. There's also our Twitter handle on there, which is at WPBuilds, YouTube channel and so on, so feel free to go over there and subscribe. But yeah, that's a really good page. And another one would be WPBuilds.com forward slash deals. I mention this each and every week because lots of you seem to use it to get significant amounts off. Coupon codes for products, themes, blocks, and all of that good WordPress stuff. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. It's there 365 days of the year. So if you're buying something, why not make use of it? The other thing to mention is if you are interested in joining our small but very, very nice community over on our Mastodon install, it's a free bit of open source software. It's a bit like Twitter, but without all of the clutter going on, it's wpbuilds.social. Yes, that is a URL, wpbuilds.social. So come and join us. There's, I think, about 80 of us so far. It's fairly quiet, but you never know. If I keep pushing it, maybe some people will sign up and have a have a conversation in a federated, non-conglomerate architecture. Okie dokie. Another thing to mention, every Monday, I don't know if you know about this, but every Monday we do a live show. It's called This Week in WordPress. Me and typically three guests from the WordPress community go live and we talk about the WordPress news from the previous week. What I suggest that you do is that you put something in your calendar. It's 2 p.m. UK time, or you could just go to wpbuilds.com forward slash live every Monday. 2pm UK time and join us make some comments we love the more comments the better okay let's talk about the podcast episode today shall we like I said number 274 today on the podcast we have Marco Berakal who works for Green Geeks so Green Geeks are a green hosting company who endeavor to make their hosting packages more friendly in terms of the carbon footprint that they create but the conversation that we have today is much more wide-ranging than that we talk about what it is on the internet that we're doing how is it that we are able to manage to look at web pages and of course it all comes down in the end to the consumption of electricity and that has an impact so we talk about the kinds of initiatives that you could get involved in the ways that you could make sure that your browsing doesn't impact the environment and I think it's fair to say that most of us using the internet probably don't give this a second thought we just browse on our benign shiny clean devices and have no conception of what's going on so we talk about all of that different ways that we can improve our 
our experience on the internet and hopefully reduce the impact. And then towards the end, we talk about Green Geek's credentials as a green host and what it is that they do that's unique. I hope that you enjoy it. Hello there, welcome to the WP Builds podcast once more. Today we have an interview episode and I'm joined today by Marco Berocal from Green Geeks. Hi there, Marco. Hello there, Nathan. Pleasure to be here. Now, I have to be honest, I've managed to wake Marco up at some ludicrous hour of the day. I think you just said it was four o'clock, 4.30 in the morning. And uh, and so <laughs> it's uh, honestly, I would be unable to function at 4.30 in the morning. So, you know, if uh, if any, if you just want to go and take a lie down during this podcast, that's fine. <laughs> no, no. Actually, if I don't uh, respond in a few seconds, uh, you know what happened. Yeah, that's <laughs> That'd be a great podcast. Me just talking and then silence. <laughs> yeah. We're here, though, today to talk about uh, Green Geeks, which is the company that Marco works for. Probably the best thing to do if you want to familiarize yourself with Green Geeks and you've never heard of them before is to go to Green Geeks. It's exactly as you might expect, .com, greengeeks.com, and go and check the website out. They're a hosting company, um, but they've got a little bit of a different take on hosting because they they have the environment and eco-friendliness as a, a sort of big badge of honor. It's their UVP, if you like, and that is the topic that we're going to explore today. And... Um, I have to say, Marco, when I use the internet, even though I know that your company exists and even though I'm clearly aware that I'm consuming resources of the planet, I find it very hard in my head to connect my use of the internet with environmental damage. I see it almost as like reading a book. You know, it's completely benign. And I don't mean I'm actively trying to ignore the problem. It's just it doesn't have the same impact. Whereas if I get a bottle of milk and I destroy, you know, at the end of using that bottle of milk, I throw the the plastic bottle away. It's a really tangible thing. And I can see what I'm doing and I can feel it and it's visceral. Whereas the internet my use of the internet, whether that's me hosting websites or just browsing the internet, I find that really a difficult jump to make. So I'm hoping just right at the outset, can you paint a picture for us of how the internet as a whole is causing problems for our environment? Yeah, absolutely. So the internet is based, ultimately, if we get down to physics and uh you know, the raw stuff out there. It's basically a bunch of impulses, electrical impulses that are actually transmitted uh, between, uh, like from and to uh, your computer. So when you are accessing a website, uh, you are actually sending or receiving those impulses from a server that is ultimately serving you a web page on your browser. I mean, that's really the raw physics of, of, of how the internet works. And obviously we're all interconnected uh, via these huge cables that are actually beneath the sea. There are these gigantic uh, cables, like for example, there's one between uh, New York and, and London. And this is ultimately how we uh, communicate. So all of that stuff, all of those impulses, all of that, uh, energy that is being transmitted worldwide in billions and billions of data that is uh you know servers are being used to power that and uh servers have the particular issue even though they're getting more and more efficient as time goes by you still need a lot of power to keep them cool 
because of the heat that they transmit uh, because you know they, they are machines that are high-powered machines and they need to be on 24-7 and as such uh, they need to be cooled down and most data if not all data centers uh, use uh, power in order to keep that alive in order to keep the AC flow going so yeah it's it's uh, I would say that uh, the internet as a as a you know resource consumer is right up there like for example with the food chain or the air travel industry where you know every the heavier we travel so to speak the more of a the more fossil uh, fuel we're burning it's the same with the internet you know the more data that i consume as a user um the more I am actually leaving a footprint behind as far as power consumption is concerned. Yeah, I think it's really curious that you mentioned the the sort of airline industry, and maybe I'll bolt into that, cars. I mean, cars, obviously, you know, if, if you stand anywhere near a car, you can literally smell the pollution. You know, you can feel the stuff coming out the back. If you stand near the where the exhaust is, you're, you're repelled by that. You know, you want to get away from it because you can feel the stuff going into your lungs. And I guess the same would be true if you stood anywhere near the back of an aeroplane. You know, you can you can actually feel it and it, it stinks. Whereas the internet is just such a different proposition. You know, we use it to enrich our lives. We use it all the time. And there is there is so little connection between our consumption, which is which is almost twenty four seven these days. I mean, I'm hand on heart. I'm trying to cut down my consumption of my mobile phone and um, you know the computers in front of me. But it, it feels like as each year goes by, despite my best efforts, I'm actually consuming more and more. So I guess that's the the puzzle that needs to be unlocked. How do we how do we make people have the connection between something which feels so clean? You know, I mean, looking at my phone and I take great pride in wiping it clean each day and making it look as shiny and new as possible. It it feels like a, a benefit and a good thing, but obviously it's it's doing damage. How do, how do we how do we actually make people aware of all this stuff? Um, I happen to study history as well. Uh, um, I study history at a university in Costa Rica, and those are called uh, social currents. And social currents are uh, things that don't occur overnight. They are things that the more you discuss them, uh, the more you analyze the problem, the more you expose the problem to people, the more people become aware of it. And thus, the you know the, the, the stream of change occurs. It's not something that happens overnight. Uh, most historical, uh, not facts, but uh, things, play out this way, even though something might happen on a specific date, all the buildup, all the information, all the discussion that comes prior to it leads up to that incident. I'm not saying that this is going to lead to an incident. I'm just saying that, you know, there's a there's a current of change that needs to be propagated, so to speak, amongst the population in order for people to become aware of it and ultimately, you know, push for a change because uh, I'm pretty... Uh, certain, I'm very optimistic that we as a society are concerned with, you know, our way of life on this planet, but we also want to keep our uh, lifestyle, so to speak, in order to uh, do stuff and have as little as, as impact as possible on the environment. Yeah, the, 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 the thing there, I suppose, is that given the choice of 
um, do you want to pollute or don't you want to pollute? It's a Correct. it's a really easy binary decision to just say, well, I, I don't want to pollute. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I it's don't. it's easy, right? But then say, okay, can you put your mobile phone away for the rest of your life? Mm, I don't know about that. I'm quite happy with a little bit of pollution. And I suppose having having a podcast like this, just just getting that knowledge out there that that these are the facts. Correct. This is where we're at right now. Yes. That's the Correct. that's the thing which is going to start changing things. Okay, so. Please, please go and have a look at this page. It's greengeeks.com forward slash going dash green. Greengeeks.com forward slash going dash green. I'm going to take it on face value that everything written on that page is true, but there's some kind of remarkable things that came out of reading that page for me. And one of them is I'm sure that everybody can understand that, you know, you plug in a computer, uh, the computer's on, it's using electricity. That's totally easy to understand and if you've got a, a more modern computer with a slightly you know different setup from an older one it might be able to use less power the thing that jumped out for me though was that in all these data centers around the world 40 percent of the power that's being used isn't used to power the computers it's used to keep them from overheating now that i just found utterly staggering yeah, me too. When I first found out, I was really staggered about it. And I was like, uh, oh, wow, I didn't think of this, but it's absolutely true. Then I thought maybe we should have the data centers up in the cold, you know, with <laughs> running, uh, you know, outside during the winter. But then I said, this is highly unfeasible. But uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that was that was my immediate reaction as well. I just thought, well, wouldn't it be sensible? Because given the nature of the, the fact that the, the, the signals from the computer travel at the speed of light and we can, in effect, communicate with, let's say, Alaska, for want of a better word. We, if we put lots of data centers in Alaska, then we would just open the door and hopefully the freezing cold air would rush in and cool the computers down and I thought actually that's not really solving the problem that's just heating Alaska up isn't it um and and so but but I mean but how do we even get over this problem if 40 percent is used simply to to cool them down I mean other initiatives okay first problem is it because is this massive overheating problem is that largely because we're just stacking computers on top of other computers with basically no space between them so the the combined effort of putting all of these computers in one room which we lock up and make secure and and burglar proof so presumably you know there's no great holes out to the environment and what have you is it is that is it a product of that we've got everything pushed into small spaces and so they're they're combining the heat and making the problem worse uh, no because if you had the service uh, somewhere else that that would still have the same issue okay I, I think I think another part of the issue that's not discussed on this page as well is also the commitment out of people who make software out of people who make uh, the internet possible by serving web pages we don't tend to think of this uh, and it's not unfortunately highlighted on the site I'll, I'll talk about it but you know I'm a developer as well, and if you don't need to send something to your visitor, you're actually adding towards that ultimate payload that is your website. So, if, for example, I'm serving X amount of, of static files or, or let's say a video that someone isn't actually looking at. Again, let's go back to the whole physics of impulse thing, and we're ultimately sending stuff to people that they don't actually use. And also, we're making the web slower by serving people stuff that they don't they don't need. 
I, I don't know if, if I explain myself uh, no, correctly, I, but it's... I get it. Yeah. In other, is what you're trying to say, if, if we're just creating unnecessarily big web pages, then... Okay, here's my analogy. See if this works. If you ask me to carry a cup of tea upstairs to, to my office, um, that's fine. I can carry the cup of tea. But if you say, here's a cup of tea, and whilst you're at it, would you needlessly carry this ton of lead at the same time, and then just set it down at the top of the stairs, and then a bit later, would you bring the lead back down again? Then I've just done a ton of work that I just basically shouldn't have had to have done because it was pointless. That is that is the same analogy, but only with the side effect that you're actually consuming power because you're sending that data through. Yeah. And now multiply this by millions and millions or billions and billions of websites and whatnot. Uh, you, you are actually you know, polluting stuff that is not going to be used. That that's the that's I would say the food analogy is it comes great here because okay. uh, sometimes when we waste uh, food or food goes bad, it's an effort of serving that food and all the logic behind it that is not going to be uh, necessarily used because it's going to be wasted in I don't know it goes bad or people throw it away. You know, they allowed it to go bad. You know, stuff like that. Uh, that's why I'm also on a personal note. I'm very uh, because I, when I became conscious of that, I was like, "Wow, I didn't know I was doing this." I became very conscious about um, you know the food that I actually throw away. For me, it's a big deal, not because of, of the money, but because of the environmental impact as well. So yeah, that's that's a good analogy. Okay, I would say. yeah, that that makes perfect sense. I guess the 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 thing here is that. The internet seems to be growing at a, a, a rate. You know, it, we've we've had it in certain parts of the world for probably a couple of decades now, and that has permeated so many different parts of our lives. You know, if you go back fifteen years, maybe you were doing email, uh, and you would sit down at a computer and switch it on for a few minutes and check your email, and then the computer was probably obsolete, and you'd switch it off again. And then everybody started sending attachments, and suddenly the computer was probably on for most of the day as things went from being paper based to word processing and then somebody invented the mobile phone which could suddenly view the internet and so now that's switched on permanently in your back pocket and needs charging each day and then other parts of the world in their billions have also started to adopt the, the the ubiquitous use of the internet and it's a runaway train right and it's a runaway train that nobody's yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about and i guess yeah. that's the problem that well on your website again same page as we mentioned earlier uh, in in just just 9 years ago even the number nine years ago is breathtaking. There were 500,000, so half a million data centers. And, and by data centers, imagine, you know, you walk in and there's just row after row after row of computer all switched on and doing things busily 100% of the time. And now, just nine years later, 8 million data centers. So that's a 16-fold increase. And this article was probably written two years ago now because it says that was a 16-fold increase in seven years, not nine years. And I guess that's part of the problem as well. It's a hidden problem. It's a problem that nobody can tangibly get right off the bat. And it's just getting bigger. Correct. And I would also add to the things that you mentioned about you know being at the snowball effect. Also, the internet of things out of oh, all the God, devices... Yeah. That, that, that are coming out, you know, that's also, you know, adding more and more, uh, you know, load 
to to things to yeah. So we have two two solutions for this problem. The first one is that somebody discovers cold fusion at room temperature. Yay! And then we don't have to worry anymore. Or we have to start being a bit more responsible and reining things back in and examining the way that we're using things. It feels to me like route number two is the more likely. Let's pray for route number one, but it's <laughs> yeah, it's probably not going to happen. And so what do we do? What are some, some little steps that we can do uh, in our own personal lives uh, let's let's just talk about that in general, and also, you know, when as we took, we were WordPress website builders, let's let's develop that a little bit as well. Yeah, uh, like I said, iterating over the point that I said previously, do I need to send all this data to my user in order to have the site experience that this person is going to need when they visit that website? I think that is the number one question because when we're using WordPress, we're like, oh yeah, let's add a plugin here, let's add a plugin there, let's do this. I want to serve this huge slider with this great video. You know, it's a fantastic video. It only weighs like 10 megabytes. <laughs> and yeah. let's say we load it on the web page, but it's at the bottom or the middle of the web page or so. Uh, the question arises, should we need to serve that video or should we activate the video whenever someone clicks on it? and then request the resource because that's not going to be the same as all the people downloading the video even though they're not going to use it and going back to the lead analogy that you mentioned earlier you know it, it's stuff of like like that it's, it's uh, things of that nature also uh from a political uh, point of view also how is your government um uh, acquiring the energy in order to the electricity in order to uh you know power the country because uh, I'll take my country, for example, I think this is like our third year in a row where 99% of the energy that we've used has been through uh, renewable sources. Uh, we, for example, use uh, water. Uh, we use hydro uh, power a lot. So we've produced so much rain in these past years that we haven't had the need to you know, burn fossils such as coal or, or gas or petrol, I, I would say, in order to uh, power up our country. So, yeah, th those, 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 those two things are, are linked together. And obviously, you know, go with, with, with uh, start knowing more about this. And like I said earlier about the social uh, current of change, are we demanding this out of other companies as well? Are we preferring companies that have this in mind or not? in order to, to move forward with the problem. Because like I said, uh, like you said, uh, we're a green company and we actually, what we consume as a whole, you know, through our data centers, we put that back in way in forms of renewable energy sources. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously on a, on a global level, we need uh, p politicians and governments and what have you to be taking great care of this. But on a, on a more personal level, I guess that there's a, there's a responsibility for us to start demanding these kind of things i'm just curious is there as far as you know is there any way where i can make a judgment about what i am personally doing um so let's say for example i spend my day on the internet browsing around do you know if there's any like browser extension or any mac thing <laughs> the irony is it will use more energy but you know something that would tell me not not at this time yeah that's yeah. a good question actually that's a good uh, thing uh, to have or implement because um, I saw this other as well many years ago. It was actually a, a site from the UK 
because uh, there's also, I, I mean, this is also another problem that's intangible. A lot of the stuff that we use, there's uh, there's slave labor behind it. You know, um, I, I wasn't aware of that either. So they do like a, this little really nice calculator asking you how many devices you got, how many TVs you got, et cetera, et cetera. And then it calculates how many slaves you have working for you. And people are like, what do you mean, slaves? How can that be? And then they explain the root of the problem, saying that um, a lot of things are manufactured in countries where you know slave work is something that is not really uh, criminalized. And obviously, big companies, in order to save money, they uh, put that stuff uh, on those regions in order to produce something as cheap as possible. But uh, no, to answer your question, no. But it will be something really cool because, again, it creates the whole awareness kind of thing out of individuals that allows for social currents of change to take place. Yeah, I mean, again, there's probably some developers listening to this. Here you go. I'm, I'm handing you it on a plate. Here's a great tool for you to build a browser extension or something like that. You know, if I could see that yesterday I consumed, like, I don't know, some amount of jewels, let's let's use jewels, and that, that, was, that was a big amount, and then the following day I see that I actually used less, and and I could make some sort of comparison with what is this actually doing? You know, how many how many that is a really cool idea. Yeah, how many trees are coming down in order to go into a power plant in order for that to to happen? Those kind of things would be really interesting. I remember reading a um uh, an article by an automatician, so somebody working for Automatic. His name's Jack Lennox. I don't know if you've come across him, and he um uh, no. he, he a little while ago was uh it was probably about a year ago actually. He put out a seven k web page because of this exact problem he thought well i'm going to strip out absolutely everything that i don't want he he wasn't actually recommending that most sites go down this route but he was basically saying look i can get a web page out in 7k with the the tiniest amount of calls to and from the server and and it was text and it was using you know native fonts and all of those kind of things and there was no clever whiz bang imagery certainly no video or anything like that but it was curious to see, actually, that's perfectly usable, and yet it's using almost, I mean, almost none is a pejorative term, but very, very few resources. Correct. Uh, there's the services out there like Pingdom, and I think Google Chrome has an extension called Lighthouse. No, actually, I don't think. They know. I yeah, know yeah, they yeah. have it. It's called, it's called Lighthouse, where you can measure your statistics about, you know, how efficient are you serving a particular web page. I think it's a really cool tool because it solves two problems it kills two birds in a stone well number one it makes your site a lot faster which a lot of visitors will appreciate that because everybody likes a fast web and they don't like to wait for stuff and second you're serving less and less stuff because those two services will give you the culprit as to what is causing your web page to not load uh, where are the resources being consumed those services answer that question, and I think those are pretty cool tools that I would absolutely, absolutely recommend uh, to any WordPress developer out there uh, to use it to verify and see where you can cut, like I, like you said, the lead. Where can I cut the lead that I don't need or that I don't strictly need, in, but still maintaining an experience, an acceptable experience for your users? So yeah, yeah. those two. One thing which I would be really curious about is we're always told to sort of niche down in website building, you know, find a niche. Maybe that's automotive or maybe that's weddings or whatever it might be and, and go at that niche and, and represent yourself as as that niche. And I wonder, I'm curious, I wonder if there's a niche here for I am the environmental website builder. 
there's a guy who drives past my house very often and on the on the side of his truck it says greener building and there's a, there's a few little images and there's a few words I won't bore you with it but essentially he's stamping his environmental credentials he's going to come to your house and he is going to build things with things which have been environmentally sourced and are going to make your house pollute less in the future because he's going to insulate it and so on. And, uh, and I was totally captured by this. And when I had some recent building work, guess who I called? It was him. Um, and I just wonder, in the future, maybe this is something like a badge of honour. Maybe this is something that you could sell to your clients as a, look, we're going to build you a nice green website. Maybe it won't have all the images. Maybe it won't have the flashy video. But here's why you should do it. And here's how we're going to do it. And this is the impact you'll have. That's not a bad idea. Like, um, I don't know, like a certification that your website has a positive carbon footprint or yeah. something like that. Yeah. I like that idea. Well, yeah, I like I, that as I well. I mean, if, if you think about it, it, it's basically what you're doing. Uh, your your posture on hosting is is the exact same thing, but it's just taking it to a sort of slightly different audience and saying, we're the environmental website builders. We're going to do our, our very best. Now, moving back to your web page, this, this I think has to be raised. This, again, just breathtaking statistics that you can't take in. Assuming this article was written two years ago, which it feels like it was, uh, at the time it says that 2%, 2% of the world's carbon emissions um, were created by data centers, which, again, according to the article, represents the same as the airline industry, okay? Um, but it, but you say it doesn't stop there. That's ex The internet is expected to grow to 14%, so that's a gigantic um, jump in emissions by the year 2040, as much as 14% being added in. And that, that almost feels crazy to say that the internet is the same as the airline industry, but that is, that's true, right? It is, yeah. And I would say that number is a little optimistic because uh, if this was written when you say it was written, this is was this was definitely before the pandemic. And obviously, uh, when the pandemic happened, you know, the, the usage of, of, of services absolutely skyrocketed all across the globe. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, I would say that number is, is still even uh, it's a little conservative. That's the medical that's the medical term we use. It's conservative. Not, not to sort of like conflate two things, but curious. I, I wonder actually, and this is just me wondering. I've got no statistics to back it up. I do wonder. I wonder if during the pandemic, if the airline industry went down in the same amount that the internet went up. In other words, I wonder if there was a net gain to the environment because people stopped traveling around in their cars quite so much and stopped flying in airplanes quite so much. It's just hyperbole. I have no idea what the, what the balance there would have been. That's a good. That's a good uh, line of thought. Uh, as they say in Latin, "quid pro quo," one for the other. That's right, and and also with the advent of okay, so we want to cut out aeroplanes, and the internet does provide that functionality. You know, if I can attend an online event as opposed to getting in a car and driving to a train station and getting on a train and then ultimately on a plane and yada 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 wonder if there is some some sort of benefit there so uh, during all of this we don't want to paint the internet as some sort of evil destructor of the environment because we all love it we all love what it provides we love that it connects us all we love that it makes our lives richer so we're just sort of throwing that into the mix okay so to green geeks green geeks um web hosting like i said it 
it positions itself as a as a good custodian on the internet, a company who are going to manage your WordPress website with with the environment as thought number one. So tell me how how do you achieve that? What are some of the more important things that you do to differ from all the others? Well, you mean from the green perspective? That's like right. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right? Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, we do two things. I, I love both, but uh, the second one I'll give more a higher emphasis. But the first one is that you know we uh, partner with the Bonville um, Environmental Foundation. They're based out of uh, Portland, and basically what they do is they tally up you know how much uh, yearly energy consumption we made as a whole company, you know, both our data centers and our employees, which uh, are distributed worldwide. And then we purchase those credits as, um, you know, three times as, as much as that we have consumed. And we put that energy back into the grid in the forms of renewable uh, energy sources. So, like I said, it's, it's how much did we consume as a whole company, okay? So the Bonville Environmental Foundation will tell you, okay, we consume this. So we purchase uh, credits in order to put that same or three times as much back into the grid in uh, ways of renewable um, energy sources. That's one initiative that we do. Can we just dwell on that one a minute? Because I never have understood the sort of like buying back the, you know, you, I've polluted, so I'm going to buy back something. Because I've heard, you know, on the news, you hear terrible stories about companies who wantonly um, pollute but because they know they can spend their way out of the pollution, they just carry on polluting because uh, you can buy and offset certain things. So just explain what, what is what is the Bonville Environmental Foundation and what, what are you actually buying and why, you know, you're buying three times more of it, but what is the it that you're buying? We're basically buying energy, like resource, like power, uh, but we're buying three times as much of what we consume, but they have to be... Uh, uh, it has to be energy that has been produced using clean uh, ways of producing uh, power, such as wind, uh, water, and so forth. So if you're buying three times more energy than you produce, I forgive me because I just simply don't understand. Are you just not giving your energy company three times more money than, than you owe them? Uh, that's a good question. I don't have the answer for that one. I'm sorry. Yeah, because I, I just, I, I mean, maybe there's more to the Bonville Environmental Foundation than I know. But if if the if the, the, the proposition is we're buying three times more than we need, it's like the what? Three times more of what? And if, if you know, if my telephone company says, Mr. Wrigley, you owe us £100 this month. And I say, do you know what? I'm going to give you £300. My company, telephone company, going to go. Yeah, all right, that's great, but uh, we're not going to give you anything back. Uh, you just paid us loads more. Fabulous, great. So that that I would love to have an answer to, if the, if if at some point we can get that. Yeah, sure, sure, absolutely. Okay, uh, sorry, I interrupted. Now, please carry on. Uh, yeah, and the second thing that we do, which I absolutely love because I did this once and I was really really thrilled about it, is that you know for every customer that arrives at our uh, website like every person that hops on board our platform we plant uh, one tree across the globe uh, again we partner with a nonprofit organization and what we do what they do is uh, they uh, plant a tree in either Latin America 
Africa or Asia. So it's uh, it's called the One Tree Planted uh, nonprofit organization. I I I did this. I think it was like ten or fifteen years ago with a bank here in Costa Rica. They called me and they were like, "Do you want to you know purchase a tree? It's worth this much." And uh, we're going to keep it in a reservoir, yada, yada, yada. And about uh, two years ago, they reached out to me saying that my tree had grown. I don't know how much, but that made me really, really happy because I was like, uh, yeah, I planted that tree, you know, thanks yeah. to my, my money. I did that. So I was really ecstatic about it. And, and I was really happy when we introduced this. Uh, we introduced it. I think it was this year. Um, not. Yeah, it was this year. Uh, we introduced that this year. So again, for every sign up that we have, every customer we get on board, we plant one tree either in Africa, India, um, Asia or um, Latin America. So I, I, I was really ecstatic about that. That one's really easy to pass, isn't it? Because just like nobody is going to say, can you quit? planting trees i don't understand it everybody gets that one so that's a really nice offer um so if you sign up for green geeks they will they will they will grow a tree um which is just lovely and you know totally easy to understand i'm just wondering on the on the kind of like the hardware level on the actual infrastructure that you have do you do anything different do you like have a, a different sort of server structure or a different version of Linux or whatever it is that you're running, which... Um, no, no, not no, that I know of. No. So just that. So basically, it's the buying of the credits and the Correct. and the, the planting of the trees. Okay. Yeah, I, I must inquire more about the whole credits thing. If I can figure that out before the show notes go up, I will endeavor to uh, to put that in. If you can send something to me, that'd be great. Okay, let's talk, let's talk about the actual hosting that you do. Uh, concentrate on that for a few minutes. What kind of um i know that you're all about wordpress you you specialize in wordpress hosting you say and woocommerce and so on um just tell us a little bit about your your pricing and what it is that you offer okay um i would say our strength has to do with uh shared hosting uh, even though we offered all the other services out there like vps and dedicated hosting and whatnot but i would say that our web hosting is really really cool because it's really it's cheap I mean, price starts like at 250 a month when you sign up for us uh, through a long-term plan. And, uh, you know, we offer the, the standard stuff. It's uh, um, like, you know, disk-based uh, via SSL. Uh, we offer, uh, you know, uh, the bandwidth. It's up to a, I don't know, I don't know what the limit was. I think it was... Uh, <sighs> I don't remember. I think no, we don't have actually. We don't have a limit as to the bandwidth that you can use. But I know some of the plans have like uh, you know a limitation as to how much this space you can have. But it's still it's a very reasonable amount. And I mean, for example, for two hundred uh, for two dollars and fifty cents a month, you get like fifty gigabytes of web space on our hosting platform. I think that's really really a lot for for you know for yeah. a plan as small as yeah. that. Um, you know, we uh, you, you can have, uh, I mean, one site if you use the lowest plan or you can have unlimited websites for paying a fee such as uh, five to nine dollars a month. I mean, that's also really, really cool. Uh, I, I, I'm going to say this because I have my websites on another provider and I don't pay as little as Green Geeks. Trust me <laughs> on that one. <laughs> well, but I, I don't want them to know I'm still there. It's just that uh, and, and, and you know, it's a funny story to this because uh, we also have a team that migrates the stuff for you. But I am torn between the uh, 
moral <laughs> question is, should I allow my co-workers to do this stuff for me? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so uh, the answer has been no, even since, ever since I started at Green Geeks. So I'm like, I, and I keep procrastinating. I was like, yeah, I'm going to migrate to Green Geeks. Yeah, I'm going to move my stuff to Green Geeks. But then I think about all the websites I got to do. I'm like, oh, man, this, I, this, this needs to wait. This needs to wait and so forth and so forth. But we do have a team that does that for you. It's just that I don't want to tell the guys that it's me. Uh, you know, and, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't want to use internal resources of my company. <laughs> so that's why I, I haven't moved. But uh, yeah, we, we have plans that start at 250 a month. Uh, I mean, uh, one of the cool things about our company is that we are trying uh, to diversify and uh, satisfy the needs of our customers, no matter what their expertise level is. I, I think this is really important because there are people out there who are really familiar with WordPress. They're really insane when it comes to implementing WordPress. So they will probably feel familiar with uh, cPanel or command line or doing stuff that it's a little bit uh, geeky, on, you know, it's on that side. But we also have customers that have small business owners that uh, they don't necessarily know how to set up a WordPress uh, website. So we are transitioning into that niche as well, where we want to uh, implement solutions for them as quickly and as easy as possible without them needing to be experts. And I guess that goes a little bit back to uh, the builders uh, thing that you said initially, you know, builders are out there uh, for that reason as well. You know, you want people to mock up websites using WordPress without the whole coding stuff and whatnot. So again, it, it's something that's that uh, caters a specific need. And this is something I absolutely like so uh, about our company. You can find out more about the the actual plans if you go further down a uh, little just just basically on the homepage just slightly down it's like the second row you'll be able to see the actual plans and then if you go to their um, pricing page which is greengeeks.com forward slash wordpress dash hosting you'll be able to see that the street here is light at 249 pro at 495 this is all in dollars and uh, premium is 895 per month um, when you begin um, you'll be able to sign up for a period of time obviously they've got a commitment um, with their 300% energy match, the one tree planted, which is just the, the best, in my opinion. That's the, the, the best bit. And uh, so you can sign up over there. I would like to point out from my perspective that I, I attend a lot of WordPress events and I have my nose buried in the WordPress community. This is not something that we've mentioned, but just as a, as a person that's in the WordPress community, I do see you all over the place. You know, you are sponsoring events and helping out and being um, good custodians of the community so just from my point of view i'd like to acknowledge that that happens i'm also nose into the community as well uh but i guess we haven't met because we're separated by this gigantic yes. uh, ocean but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah uh that's you know working here um at uh, i i love some of the initiatives that we as a company have 
And like I said, the whole green thing, the planting trees, they're catering to customers no matter what their expertise level is. And another thing that we I absolutely love is that we sponsor these things because we believe, I think it's the ethos of what WordPress represents, you know, of pushing the web forward with knowledge, of, of, of allowing people to grow, you know, uh, either doesn't matter if they're a developer or marketer or whatnot. We, we want to help people out uh, by gaining knowledge and, and becoming better at what they do. And I think that when we sponsor those these these type of things, be this WordCamps or or events, we're contributing to that. So yeah. it feels very, very, very satisfying to know that our company stands behind those initiatives. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate you coming on and talking to us today. Just before we close, I wondered if there was any place where if people wanted to get in touch with you personally, obviously, if, if you wanted to get in touch with Green Geeks as a whole, you can just go to the website and figure it out from there. But but Marco, yourself, how would we get in touch with you? What's the best angle? Uh, the best angle is no angle. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, no. You can reach out to me at my email. It's uh, M as in Marco, uh, M Barocal, my last name. That's B-E-R-R-O-C-A-L at greengeeks.com. I am also on Twitter. Um, I am, uh, my handle is MarcoBL10. And you can reach out to me there as well. Um, I'm not very active on Twitter. Well, I am actually. I am. And sometimes it comes off and on. I don't know. I know. Sometimes I feel what like I want to tweet. Yeah. Sometimes I don't want to know anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 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 I know what you mean. But I'll, I'll, I'll put that in the show notes if anybody wants to contact you. But, uh, but Marco, yeah, thanks very much for joining us on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. No, no. Thank you for having me. It's been a blast. I can't believe almost uh, 40 minutes. I know. <laughs> That's always the way. Everybody, whenever we start these podcast episodes, everybody always says, wow, we're going to talk for 40 minutes. And at the end, it's always, wow, we talked for 40 minutes. And it felt like exactly. Nothing, yeah. But uh, again, yeah, thank you for joining us today. It's a pleasure. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that episode. It was very nice chatting to Marco. I'm sure many of you will be like me. You don't really associate your browsing, your consumption of the internet as having an environmental impact. And maybe by the end of this episode, you've learned a little bit differently and you're going to rethink the way that you do things. Possibly you could pivot and make yourself into some sort of environmentally friendly agency who create environmentally friendly websites in terms of the architecture and the things that you choose, the places that you host and so on. So I'd be very curious if anybody's got any thoughts on that. Give us a comment. Go to wpbuilds.com and search for episode number 274. You can leave a comment there or go to wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook and that will get you into our Facebook group and you could leave a comment there by searching for the thread. Anyway, that's it for this week. In a moment, I'm going to fade in some cheesy music, but just to say, I'll be back next week with David Wormsley for an episode chatting about the WordPress Business Bootcamp and also back every Monday for our This Week in WordPress live show, 2pm UK time, wpbuilds.com forward slash live. Hope to see you there. Like I say, cheesy music fading in. Stay safe. Bye-bye for now.